0: Welcome to Book Talk with Kara Putman. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kara Putman, the award-winning best-selling author of more than 30 novels. I write romantic legal suspense and World War II romance, but I read voraciously. Each week I'll introduce you to one of my favorite author friends as we talk books, writing, and life. Be sure to check back frequently for new episodes. Hello everyone it's Monday night and I am so delighted to have you join us tonight because tonight I get to introduce you to the woman who has been so impactful for me in writing. In fact my writing career to a large extent goes back to a book signing in April of 2005 where I met the amazing Colleen Coble but it was my husband who told her that I wanted to write and as they say the rest is history. And so if you are not familiar with Colleen Koble, she writes the most amazing romantic suspense and mysteries um, and has a beloved series set up in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, that she's returning to with a book that just released or will release in July. And all of her other books are set in just the most amazing locales from Oregon to the Gulf Coast, And really just about everywhere. So, Colleen, thanks so much for
1: joining me tonight. Well, thanks for having me, Kara. You know, when you were talking about uh, that first time we met, I still remember the deer in the headlights look that you got when Eric said, well, you know, Kara wants to write. (laughs) Yeah, that was one of those dreams that I'd had for going back
0: to being a teenager. And Eric and I would talk about it every couple of years, but I still held it very close to my chest. And so it was, it was a little bit of, oh my gosh, how are you going to respond to this? And I'll never forget, you gave me your card and said I should come to ACFW if I really wanted to write. And I got home and I was like, okay, I'm going to email her and I'll never hear back from her, but then I'll know I at least tried. And I, I swear it was like five minutes and you responded. I was shocked.
1: <laughs> I'm always on email
0: <laughs> all <right>, as <laughs> <all those> writers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not true. We are, but at the same time, it, it really is something I come back to because it reminds me how those little things little that connected. to us may not seem like such a big deal can make a huge difference to someone who's got this dream that they're
1: kind of holding like this, but you know, Android. I did too. I held my dream like that, and I didn't tell anybody I wanted to write forever. And uh, um, most people who knew me had no idea that I had that dream. Uh, you know, I like you, I would talk to hubby and I'd talk to Dave yeah. about it, and, and you know. But then I really didn't think that I could do anything with it, and uh, uh, I just you know when, when I when I did start writing, I think I was writing probably. Four or five years before I ever said anything, even to my pastor, you know, that I was that I wanted to ride or to fringe at church, and and then when I finally got that first call from Barber. Um, I screamed so loudly, the cat hid under the bed and wouldn't come out for hours. <laughs> and um, I called our pastor to tell him and he wasn't there. And that was in the day of answering machines and the answering machine picked up. And he, when he listened to it later, all he heard was this crying, babbling woman. And he thought someone had died and he didn't know who to call back.
0: <laughs> so... Oh, my goodness. And you know, so... You know it, It's so fun because writing is one of those. It's a highly vulnerable act yeah. where we're. Pouring our thoughts and our um, emotions and all of this energy into something that nobody sees. And like we were just talking about, you know, your third book in this brand new series that the first book hasn't come out yet, but you're almost done with the third book. And so (laughs) it's like you put all this time and energy into it and you don't even know
1: how people are going to respond. I mean, it's so vulnerable. You're so vulnerable. And the other thing, you know, it's really hard to differentiate between, when somebody doesn't like your book, it feels like they don't like you, you know, because it, yes. it has that very personal touch to it. And, and I think part of it is, is that we pour even who we are into that book. Um, I, I think that pieces of our own personality pretty much come through in those books. And so if somebody says they didn't like this or that, it feels like, well, you know, you don't like me. <laughs> and it's really yes. isn't that way. You have to really get a, a tough skin. You have to toughen up, you know, when you when you put yourself out there like that. So
0: It can be hard. It can. So with your books, um, one of the things I love about them, whether it's this series, which is the one that just wrapped up and is on the Gulf Shores, or the one that's coming back with Rock Harbor, your setting is a character. How did you make that decision to... You know, really embed your story in a character or your story in a setting where it can't just be moved into another location. And you know, it wasn't
1: part. even so much as a conscious decision as it was. Um, that's the kind of stories I liked. I wanted to be so immersed that uh, I've always been a reader from the time I was a little girl. And I've always been loved stories that that took me away from where I was and plunked me down somewhere else. And I wanted to be able to learn about that place and feel like I was on vacation and I was really in that place. And, Um, So it just kind of evolved naturally when I started to write, I just did that because I wanted to take my readers with me. So uh, I I love that part of writing is, uh, you know, the research and, you know, you're going to Germany soon and, uh, you know, all about research. So it's just, there's certain things that you cannot get any other way except going there. Um, When I was writing the Aloha Reef series, um, we went to Kauai and I'd been to Oahu. Um, but I didn't know that my first book there was going to be set, uh, in Kauai and I didn't know there were wild chickens running everywhere and, uh, crowing at all different times of the day and night, you know, like 1am. <laughs> so, you know, there are there's things that you just don't know till you go visit the, the place. And so anytime I, um, write a novel, I always try to go and I go sit in coffee shops and local hangouts and truck stops and listen to the local people talk and try to get a feel for what's important there and to the people and try to pull some of that stuff in. Well, and that's
0: part of the beauty of going and visiting. And as you know, I talk to people who read your books and love them and there are several of them commenting right now, but one of the things that they love is, is that idea that, okay, I've been transported. I feel like I'm actually there. Those Mm -hmm. details like the chickens running around all the time that as a reader who hasn't been to Hawaii, it was like, that has to be real. Cause that's not the kind of thing you would just create on your own so how do you pick where your next books are going to be set because you've literally had them kind of all over although I don't know that you've done a lot on the east coast
1: but I've done I did um Maine and I did uh North Carolina and my newest book out is actually set on Jekyll Island in Georgia um but I'm you Not know, right now, I, that's a good question, because right now I'm trying to figure out where the <laughs> next series is going to be set. And so I've been doing a lot of research on things that are interesting to me. Um, like right now, one of the things I'm super interested in is Cape May in New Jersey. That's where they have all the Victorian homes that they've uh, done as painted ladies. You know, I love the history of that place. I'm, uh, going to be doing a book signing in Pauley's Island. So I'm really been delving into the, um, history of Pauley's Island. And I'm kind of intrigued with that. And that might be the setting. I don't know yet. (laughs) So, uh, I've been, I've been looking at Yellowstone, you know, so, um, it has to intrigue me first to be able to, for me to pull my readers with me. You know, it has to be someplace that I really, um, am interested in and, and curious about you know that I want to learn more about to and I got to teach my readers while I do it so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and what
0: I've loved about um, a lot of your series because I guess you did do the blueberry ones because those oh yeah were, those were main. Mm-hmm. those were main. but you often are finding these really unique little tidbits like there are fault lines and there were earthquakes or there was this interesting um, you know, like nuclear type of site way back in the day, and yeah. then you're pulling those layers in. So do you find that interesting tidbit or is it more of, hmm, this is a place I'd like to travel. And I think other people would like to
1: visit through a book. It's, I find the tidbits first usually, because like, that's what I'm doing right now. I, I, But first I research the history. And if there's something in the history that's, that intrigues me that I could maybe have some reverberations of secrets that come into the present. That That's my favorite kind of story. <laughs> so, um, like the Jekyll Island story uh, that just came out, um, A Stranger's Game, the the Fed was created secretly on Jekyll's Island back in. Yeah. 18. So, you know, those little things like that just really get my creative juices flowing. And then I try to think of, of how that might play into something. So <laughs> that's where it comes yeah. from but i think that's so
0: interesting because when i'm writing historicals it's often that way where i'm looking for okay what's that little piece of history that i don't think a lot of people know about and that i have to be interested in but -hmm. that i think will also engage other people and they'll go like oh i didn't know that like when i read strangers game I was like I had no idea and I'd been to Jekyll Island but I'd forgotten that the fed was started there and I thought Mm -hmm. oh that just made for such a rich layer and you can't then take the story and move it somewhere else because that's the only place
1: and you know that's probably why I started constructing stories the way I did because I started with historicals just like you Mm -hmm. so you know you kind of learn to look for those tidbits when you're writing historicals and and that just kind of carried over then when I started writing mysteries so yeah, that's probably really where, where it came from, Kara. You just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's
0: so fun. And you know, when I do the when I'm writing my legal suspense, there's usually some kind of nugget as well. It'll just be more of a rip from the headlines, kind of yeah. a nugget. that then I weave with a couple others, and then you get the what if going, and
1: it gets no, really fun to get
0: sort get together and brainstorm again. We <laughs> do. So, so and where terrific, we walk- terrific ideas. We do. Yes. And oh, we should, because you're getting ready to start a new series. That's right. Be like, I need oh, help. So one of the places that we often will brainstorm is at the ACFW American Christian Fiction Writers Conference, yep. which is where you told me to go back in April, 2005. And every editor I've ever worked with, I've met at ACFW, but it's also where I learned to write. But what most people probably don't know is that you are the CEO of ACFW. ACFW and invest tons of time and have for years into the future Christian fiction writers through ACFW. Why do you do that? Because you just give so much of your time to making ACFW a really strong organization and conference.
1: Well, you know, when I first started, I told you, you know, I was secret just like you. And um I didn't even know another writer when I was first writing. And it felt like I had this, that I was weird. You know, I had these people talking to me in my head and I was just, there were no other people like me that cared about nouns and adverbs and all of that. Uh, And so, you know, the first time that I went to... uh, a conference it was like I have found my people (laughs) you know I am not weird we're all very much alike well I mean as far as story goes I mean some of us are extroverts like you and I some of them are introverts and we all just blend together but you you um you number one when you're at conference you you do find that you're not so strange but you also uh get the opportunity to meet just tons of writer or other writers and editors and agents and networking is vital in the publishing world. Absolutely vital. You, I mean, you just, especially today. Um, I mean, it always has been, but I think it's even more important today than it ever has been. You know, those connections that you make face to face. And um, I would not be even where I am if it weren't for uh, Mount Hermon Writers Conference. I had, Gone there, and I had a great. I have a great agent. You know, I've been with Karen Solom for uh, like 24 years or something like that. We've been together a long time. And she had, without a trace, that she was sending out. You know, and it had landed on Amy McConnell's desk. And Amy, as with you know everything, it was a big pile, and she hadn't looked at it yet. But we went. I went to conference, and sitting outside a workshop with Amy McConnell, I. Pitched that idea to her, and she went back to her office, dug it out, read it, and bought it. And uh, that's one reason I'm going back to Rock Harbor is without a trace will have been out twenty years in 2023. So um, oh my gosh, crazy. twenty years ago this summer when the when the next Rock Harbor book releases. So. Um, it but it would not have happened but for that conference I don't think I don't know that Amy would have ever gotten around to reading it you know they get tons and tons of unsolicited manuscripts and um, even though it was coming from a reputable agent who knows if she really would have picked it up and read it but we had a face-to-face connection Mm -hmm. and that's what happens at ACFW we see that so much and I will never forget as long as I live when you got your first contract at ACFW from Barber. I think I screamed louder than you did. <laughs> I think you did, because I was so in shock. Um, and just
0: like, oh my gosh, I think they really just called my name. And yeah. I'll never forget that, because it was just such an amazing experience going to yeah, ACFW. tears in my eyes,
1: remember
0: yeah, it. <laughs> but going to ACFW in 2005 and watching Mary Keneally get her first contract from Barber and going, oh my gosh, this really happens. People yep. do actually get book contracts. And mm-hmm. then the next year, I was the one who got the first contract at conference. And then really a fun thing is in 2008, Mary and I both kind of co-won the short historical of the year. And I was just like, oh, this is too much. Like to, a Full know. circle. It was so <laughs> so cool perfect. Circle. But you know, it, it's almost the equivalent of like, I don't know the, if you're a, a actor and you or an actress and you win an oscar i mean it's just that kind of feeling and danielle is going to be coming to acfw for the first time so we will definitely be watching for you Danielle. come find me
1: danielle me
0: and cara both (laughs) yeah well she won't be able to avoid me with first time orientation but that's one of the things i love about acfw it is a family once you come I mean, you are part of the family, and that's been one of the hard things the last two years is not being able to get oh. together. So oh my gosh, it's been
1: so painful. So excited. <laughs> I'm yeah, a hugger, just... so, you know, you can't, the virtual con- conference was fine, but you can't hug people on that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the same, and the it's workshop, the and
0: all the workshops, and the gala, all of it's just so so much fun.
1: So, and you you wow. know you can find a critique partner usually too. You know that's yes. where you find other writers that you connect with that you can bounce ideas off of. Like you you know we start talking about the ACFW because you and I almost always brainstorm one evening at ACFW. We'll get pull in uh, Robin Carroll and uh, maybe Carrie. Yes. Stuart Parks or whoever happens to be there, you know, we're, we're brainstorming. So
0: yeah, which is so much fun. And because we're readers first, I know what your readers expect in your books. You know what my readers expect in my books. And that makes the brainstorming even more magical because it's, it's so giving because people just are, how can I help you have a better story that your readers are going to love? And that's how I learned layering. Yeah. If you like My books, it's because I have sat at the feet of Colleen Coble and learned how to add layer after layer after layer. And so, so much. Like, you know,
1: and, and again, that was without a trace. You know, my agent Karen, she kept saying, she wouldn't even send it out without a trace out for a solid year. She kept saying more layers, it needs more layers. And I'm thinking, do I dare tell her? I don't know what layers are. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept trying to glean what she meant in those those emails and and trying to figure out what to do and, until I figured out what layers are. And so now that's like that's super important to me is, is you know, I, I try to look at story, not just mine, but like yours or whoever we're brainstorming and say, okay, what other kind of layers can we put in here to add interest to the reader to pull them into that story?
0: Yeah, and that's, uh, it's one of those things that I remember coming to my first ACFW Indiana chapter meeting, and it was the very first one. And I think it was, at, I'm pretty sure it was at your house. And we're all sitting around a dining room table, chatting and people start talking about POV and RUE and I'm like I have no idea what those things are but (laughs) I read voraciously so I kind of instinctively knew but then the translating it into storytelling and that's where ACFW becomes so helpful but for readers ACFW is doing something really fun this year where we've added story fest and so why did we do that why why did Executive board or the the board, which includes you and me, why did we decide this was something that was worth adding to ACFW?
1: Because readers are so important to us, and um, we love to connect with readers. That's like, uh, especially for you and I, there were extroverts, it's like, give me my readers, get over here and sit down and talk to me. (laughs) And uh, we were hearing really there was a need out there that um, readers really wanted to get a chance to meet authors and get to know their favorite authors and get books signed and um to get to know us and we wanted to get to know them so uh we decided okay we're going to try to fill this need and it's been a lot of work and um but but we can't wait we just can't wait to see who comes and hug some necks and you know get to know those people on on the other side of the keyboard because many of you have i already feel like i'm we're friends because we chat on Facebook or whatever, but to be able to see you face to face is, is going to be pretty darn cool.
0: <laughs> well, and this is a reader's retreat that had been started by Carrie and now um, it, she was like, I, I don't have the bandwidth to keep doing it. And so it's so fun to be able to kind of partner and take her vision and expand it out uh, mm-hmm. with this partnership. Because with ACFW, we're going to have all these authors who are already coming to St. Louis and so this gives readers a really great opportunity to get to spend a couple of days with some of their favorite authors. And at the same time, if you want to come to the gala where the Carol Awards are handed out and we get to celebrate um, readers or if writers who don't have their first contract yet, but are getting closer every day to publication. And so it's so so much fun it's my one of my
1: favorite and if you are coming to story fest do plan to stay for the gala because that's our oscars that's um that is the big award in christian fiction and um all of the books that you've read are probably up for an award and you'll see if your favorites get picked or not and you get your picture taken with your favorite authors there and that kind of thing it's going to be super fun
0: well, and as someone who's a, a reader first, I relate with Emily, who's like, as a reader, meeting authors is like meeting celebrities. And I still have that feeling uh, because I just, it doesn't matter who you are. If you write books, you're one of my heroes because it's just yeah, so much fun.
1: It is. It's a totally, I mean, it's, it's just mind boggling how much our lives have changed since we started. Um, writing and getting to know other writers and, and getting moving in that world that, uh, we had no idea about, you know,
0: and I love one of my personal favorites of getting together with readers, whether it's through, you know, library or a book club or whatever format is y'all as readers always find layers in my books that I didn't even realize were there.
1: Yeah. Right. That is so fun to me. Or, or they're picking up, um, something that they're, the, author the uh, character is dealing with that um, yeah we put that in there but we didn't really maybe understand how much that it might impact readers and how much that yeah. means in a reader's life that it just reinforced something that they were going through and and help them get through it I get read, um, letters like that all the time I'm sure you do too
0: yeah and it's it is so rewarding when that happens so yeah. a lot of chatter about um, a stranger's game And the book clubs that are reading it and things like that. So tell those who are watching or listening who haven't read A Stranger's Game. It's set on Jekyll Island, part of the mysteries around when the Fed was formed, but it's contemporary. So what should readers expect with A Stranger's Game?
1: Well, uh, it is a standalone you know sometimes I'll, I'll do a series and then I'll intersperse a little standalone I'm already have readers saying are you gonna do another one of those <laughs> you know <a> sequel <laughs> well no it's a standalone now I never say never but you know right now it's a standalone but uh, the main character Tori she is an heiress to a uh, um, you kind of think the Hyatts or uh, you know a really high level um Hotel chain, and she goes incognito back to her beginnings because her best friend drowned, and she knew there's no way that uh, she would have drowned because she was afraid of the water. She wouldn't have so much put a, put a toe in the water. There's no way that that would that happen, and so she is trying to find that out on her own. And there's a, 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 and again, this is one of those things that you find out when you're researching. Um, I was knew that there was a naval base there and I got to finding out that they were using sea lions to uh, help the navy and now I'd already written a book about dolphins helping the uh, the navy but I didn't know about sea lions so you know I had to have a sea lion in there. (laughs) uh, It was so fun because
0: what I would say one of your kind of brand items is there's usually some kind of a unique animal that's involved right. and so when it was sea lions I was like oh my gosh and the idea that they're used and you know that type of way I was like this is just
1: incredible next so I gotta I- have goats uh we- <laughs> I, I was I've been through a, I was just telling Kara earlier today we've had um really a kind of a rough spring Dave's a sister um Kathy died last week. Um, she'd had a stroke. And so we were on death watch at the hospital with hospice for two weeks. And um, one of the nurses, I got to be friends with one of the nurses up there, and she has goats. And so she was telling me all the things that this goat does that she has that's blind in one eye. And I'm thinking, oh man, I got to have a goat <laughs> in a book. And but you makes, get such great ideas from readers, you know? Yeah. You do from just yeah, so great. that's
0: so funny because Melissa tags the same way. She's like, baby goats, all about the baby goats. I'm like, oh, is she? And yeah, and baby goats are cute. It's when they get bigger that I'm like, ah, I'm not so in love with them anymore. But- <laughs> that's right. Let me
1: get rid of this over here. So- I'll let Dave get
0: it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. So several people, um, Emily and Karen and several others have chimed in that they have met you at different readers events and how much they have loved that. Um, and so it's it's one of those things that I think it's this great symbiotic relationship because authors are, I mean, our books aren't anything until readers read them. Absolutely. And then the feedback that we get from readers on what's working and what they love is just like I don't know about you, but to me, it's like air, especially as I'm getting ready to start writing like the wind this summer, those comments. I'm writing like the wind right now.
1: So this (laughs) is like a lifeline to me. What? There's readers out there. I get to talk to them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So um... Harry's a doll. Yeah, We we, uh, sat and chatted quite a little while and and many other places too, other than that first time, but uh... Yeah. Readers are, I mean, I don't know how we even survive without them and not just picking up our books and reading them, but just the connection with readers is, um, I mean, I I thrive on it. Yeah. Yeah. I I just love it.
0: Well, and as extroverted writers, writing in and of itself is... It's a lot of alone time.
1: And so yes. those
0: interactions with readers are just mm-hmm. gold. They're and so people important.
1: just assume that if you're a writer, you're an introvert and you're you're in your pajamas in your, your house and you barely poke your head out of your house. And that's yeah. just not true. <laughs> yeah, it's so not true. It's <laughs> about 50-50. I was at a Kylibris a, uh, event uh, some years back and uh, James Scott Bell had us divide up by introvert and extrovert on one side of the room and the other side of the room. We were pretty evenly split. So. yeah it's surprising of us. yeah because i think most people do just go oh writers they like being alone
0: i don't know if you've seen the new sandra bullock movie uh that's all about a writer and i haven't i gotta see that oh it was so much fun really really enjoyed it but it you know that's what people think the person who doesn't want to leave their house and just wants to create stories like romancing the
1: stone that was the you know the she was just in her house and very awkward with people well no some of us actually like being around people (laughs) exactly but I had readers commenting on um
0: where they think your next series should be set and oh we have some ideas yeah,
1: after everybody going, it can't have been 20 years since Rock Harbor, because without is, a trace, my dears. You know, I discovered you. It is, my dears. It was bought in 2002, uh, without a trace, came out in 2003. Oh, and, my um, gosh. I, it, 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 I mean, it's hard to believe, but it has been 20 years. <laughs> That's crazy. So some say
0: you should go back to Alabama. And mm-hmm. others are saying you should definitely do New England. And so I've just been reading, rereading, and re-listening to a bunch of Lisa Gardner books. So you know, Boston. Well, you know, I lo-
1: she's my fave.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was funny because as I was leaving reviews on Goodreads, I'm like, oh look, Colleen read this one. Oh look, Colleen reads <laughs> about read all of Lisa Gardner.
1: <laughs> she's not a Christian writers readers out there, just just so you know. Yeah, so if you go yeah, look up so- her books, you're gonna, you know, they won't be quite as clean as ours. But man, she's got the best twists and turns of that's no, exactly amazing.
0: why I've been rereading them because I'm like okay I gotta get ready because after these two novellas I'll be writing my next legal suspense and I was like okay I want to get back in that how do I keep twisting it how do I keep twisting oh. it and she is she's really great at that so um oh and someone else says Lake Superior which I
1: don't know that you've done it.
0: well, well Lake Superior. Rock Harbor's
1: on Lake Superior yeah so, yeah
0: so maybe you should do something like on the like go over country.
1: to Minnesota, you know, with Lake Superior. But uh yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm in Michigan, Lake Superior in the upper in the UP, but yeah, I love Lake Superior and it's so cold. It's and I I know so many things about Lake Superior that are so interesting. Like um the reason that the you know yeah bodies don't you don't find bodies is it's so cold and so they don't float. yeah tidbit. oh my gosh you don't even have to have <laughs> so many, oh. uh, legends up there you know the Wendigo and you know all these cool legends up there that i just love so yeah, you know, that whole era area up there is i love it
0: well and yellowstone could be really appealing
1: too. yeah yeah well uh, one of the girls from our church um just got a part-time job i mean it's a seasonal job and her mom just took her out there yesterday oh, so she's cool. going to be working at yellowstone at old faithful at the the concession stand or the restaurant that's there so emily should be able to give me lots of information about <laughs> oh my gosh and, and every off moment she can be taking photos for you and coming yep. up with really cool spots and-, and and people at church um yesterday were already saying when i said something about oh you know i've thought about setting a, a book in in uh yellowstone uh our pastor's wife my good friend carolyn she said uh oh and and maybe somebody dies in the in the uh uh, dorm, And so she was already giving me ideas of, of uh, the possible murder, how that kicks it off. It was so funny. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's so that funny. From Carolyn. Well, and you're like, she looks so sweet. <laughs> she looks so sweet and she's coming up with murder plots
0: for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. So uh, I know it's hard to believe, but our 30 minutes is up. Seriously? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gone already <laughs> and someone mentioned the Finnish
1: Riviera so I don't know if that's in the United States the French Riviera no I uh, know the Finnish oh the French Finnish Riviera well you know my Rock Harbor books are up there in the Finnish area so uh okay. by Finnish uh, Riviera I'm not sure where she means but there's a very strong Finnish component up there and if, yeah. if you know of another place tell me because I you know how I love the Finns Yeah, that was was one of the fun things when I was reading the book that's coming out in
0: July, is just getting back into all of that, in the characters that I love from the Rock Harbor series, and you'd better be careful about saying never, because you've come back to Rock Harbor several times now.
1: Well, Rock Harbor was supposed to be three books, and I think there were seven at the last count, and now I'm doing three more, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's very, I've definitely learned. Never. Well, readers never. just kept
1: asking for more. They just kept asking for more and asking for more. And again, you know, that relationship with readers is special to me. And when readers keep saying, I want more of this, then I listen. So yeah,
0: absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And well, if thanks you have- for having me, Kara. It's always great to see your beautiful face. Thank you. And if you haven't read any of Colleen's books, then her brand new one, A Stranger's Game, is a great one to start with. It's a standalone and most of her books are series and I can't think of one that's disappointed me. They've all been great and just pull you through. So highly, highly recommend her books. If you enjoyed this conversation, remember you can join us live on my Facebook page on Tuesday evenings at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next conversation. I'd also be grateful if you'd leave a review on your favorite platform. I love to hear from you, so be sure to leave a comment on this episode's show page at kara.putman.com, and you can also interact with me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget, when you join my e-newsletter, I send you a copy of Dying for Love, the novella that launches the Hidden Justice series, as my gift to you. Thanks again for tuning in.